to try something for me. Look up Staffordshire University's YouTube channel. Head to their playlists and you'll see that when it comes to sheer number of videos, one of them leaps out at you. That playlist is their student vlogs collection, which currently has more than 200 videos on it. So hi guys, it's I, it's Noble Melilot, so I'm saying my full name is... Hi guys, my name is James Anthony Baldwin and I am terrified. Hello everyone. These videos cover an amazing range of topics, from how to settle into university life, how to budget, what to pack and what your accommodation might look like, through to topics like Pride, Black History Month or even just deep dives on individual courses. Not only do these videos offer an incredible wealth of information, but having been created by students themselves, they are authentic, genuine and so much more powerful than anything you might read in a prospectus. They're cool, compelling and have serious cut through and are a clear pointer to the value of working with student ambassadors to power your peer recruitment efforts. In this episode, we're going to learn more about Staffordshire's Student Communications Ambassador Scheme. Not only that, we're going to hear from a trio of those ambassadors and understand what skills they've built up, what sort of things they've worked on, and simply why they do it. We do it because, you know, we were, we've all been in that situation where we've been a first year or we've been looking to start. And it's quite nice to just see someone who's in the same position as you, whether that's an LGBT plus person or a person who doesn't drink or, you know, an international student. And it's nice to have that representation of someone who is in the same position as you and, you know, actually has a great time and did brilliantly. From the Access Platform, I'm Dave. They are the magnificent representatives of Staffordshire University, and this is Inspiration on Tap. been an admirer of how Staffordshire University works with its students and ensures their student voice is prevalent across their marketing materials. You don't have to dig very deep to find student faces on the staff's channels and they're all the richer for it. With that in mind I was very excited to head to Stoke and go behind the scenes of their student digital communications ambassador scheme. I was even more excited when a few weeks prior to me recording these interviews staffs became a customer of the access platform. It doesn't affect the nature of the chats you're about to hear, but I thought it was worth mentioning in the spirit of transparency and all that. Plus, it's just lovely to have them on board. Staffordshire University's campus is a stone's throw from Stoke Railway Station, so within minutes of arriving in the city, I was set up in a room on the third floor of their Flaxman building and ready to start talking. As is always the way with these kind of things, the butterfly effect of me setting up a pair of microphones and getting ready to push record was, of course, that loud thumping building work would begin on the floor above that very moment. Just as sure as you can be that the delivery driver will arrive the moment you pop to the bathroom, or your baby son will wake up at the exact moment you sit down and pick up your book, you can also be sure that quiet backgrounds will become noisy backgrounds at just the wrong moment. I think we managed to dodge the worst of it, But if you do hear the occasional thud in the background of this episode, that's what it is. To start, I wanted to speak with someone who could give me some background on the Staffordshire Student Communications Ambassador Scheme. Why and when it was set up, how it works, how it fits into staff's wider mix, all that kind of stuff. Luckily, that very someone happened to be sat opposite me. So my name's Laura Allen. I am Digital Communications Manager at Staffordshire University. Laura has been at Staffs for five years, starting as a social media coordinator and climbing the ladder to her current superstar status. So when I came in, I was social media coordinator. So that was very much just customer service based, responding to incoming inquiries and that kind of thing. And then I've built that up gradually as the years have gone on. And now obviously I look after the whole of digital communications for the university. Before that, I worked in retail. So my background is very customer service based um, and I think that's really benefited me while in this role because I've always got the students at the forefront of my mind and what I'm doing. The student ambassador scheme had already started before Laura joined staffs but it was quite different back then. 
While videos and vlogs are top of the list right now, it used to be about blogs. Okay, so the scheme predates me really. So, but back then they were student bloggers. So they just created ad hoc student blog content as and when they wanted to really. And it was very informal. And the content that was being created was just shared occasionally. You know, it wasn't really being made use of the way that it could be. I actually, when I first came in, I didn't have much to do with the student bloggers at that time, but I thought, actually, it's great that we've got all this student content. We should be using it more so. And then I suppose as social media's changed and digital's changed and videos become more prominent, blogs have sort of fallen to the wayside and it's become more video-led content, vlog content and social media content. Um, so now we have a team of eight student comms ambassadors and the way that they work is on a rolling basis. So um, each year when one of them graduates, another one will come in. So that keeps our content really fresh and it keeps it relevant for the student audience as well. And it also keeps us as a marketing team sort of up to speed with what our audience are interested in as well in regards to digital As for the scheme right here and now, it's about way more than videos. In short, they do a lot. Wow, a lot of stuff. (laughs) So they are online and offline. So predominantly online, and that's sort of how we get their reputation across the university out there. But they do a lot of stuff offline as well. So they have a lot of presence at our events. I've wrote a bit of a list because there's so many things that they do get involved in. So um, starting with live broadcasts. So at our graduation ceremonies, they actually host a week-long TV show, um, which is like a bit like the one show kind of thing when they have guests on there and they interview the guests. And um, so that's a really good opportunity for them to get involved and that's part of work experience with a a film company as well really builds up their cv they are hosts for events as well so we do um, something called celebrating staff success which is like a an internal awards ceremony for our staff and they get involved with that they host that which is to over 500 people which is a huge huge event so it's really nice that they can lead that as well and they take it in turns each year of who's going to do that and then they work with media so uh, things like the BBC um, we try and get them involved in as many opportunities as possible with media because they can really give and share their student experience and we trust them to do so as well they obviously create video content, so a lot of student-led vlogs, and we'll, I guess we'll talk about more about what the content is like later on, but it's very much about their student experience, and we try not to tailor them too much to, say, our marketing lines or anything like that. They support me with social media coverage, because there is just me and the social media team, so it's great to have, have them there as an extra support. We also then test out other other platforms as well so we tried IGTV so um, for a short time we gave them a project to manage IGTV show and they had to um, you know come up with who was going to film it who was going to host it write the scripts for it the rooms everything and to really build up their project management skills as well and then obviously got the access platform which they're sort of helping us lead on and they also have a presence on the student room as well so they are actively engaged in that community. An obvious question might be why would the university set up such a scheme? As Laura explains, it's because it works. Yeah, so I guess from my experience with it, we've had so much positive feedback from stakeholders that say that they love the student content and the student comms ambassadors themselves. They get recognised when they're around campus. Winston, who's one of our newest student comms ambassadors, actually came to staffs because of Alicia, one of our previous student comms ambassadors. He'd seen her video in Malaysia and, and came because of that. I suppose that in itself shows the reasoning behind having them that it's the student voice that we can't we can't put out there ourselves we really need the students to do that for us and it's all about return on investment and if we can get more students and more students can enjoy their student experience because we are putting out their student-like content then that's that's win-win for the student ambassadors themselves there are also benefits to the scheme It's paid work, staffs is big on employability and their ambassadors are given lots of opportunities to build up lots of skills, something we'll hear more about later. And it's a flexible job that fits around their studies rather than jut against it. Not only that, they also get to create impactful work and even become minor celebrities on campus. They always say that people wave at them and say hello to them on campus and they've got got no idea (laughs) 
who the people are that say hello to them. But obviously, they are, they are so familiar to our students and to our staff that they have that connection, and they I suppose they they express our values as a university by being that brilliant and friendly face around the campus that has come from online content so I guess in in that regard but we also we get them involved in so so much stuff that we do in marketing as well that's really valuable so if we have a campaign a recruitment campaign and we're not sure what sort of creative to go with then we can go out to the student comms ambassadors and ask them and just say can you give us your opinion on this we can uh, keep them in mind when we're producing different kinds of content as well and what platforms are we going to move forward with what channels should we be on and all that kind of thing and Maxie is really keen to be using TikTok so I mean I I don't know the first thing about TikTok really or where to start with that sort of content but if we've got a student comms ambassador that can say you know I really want to try out TikTok and try creating some content for that then go ahead and try it and see see what sort of return we get on that. a big part of making these sorts of schemes successful is trust, particularly when you're handing over access to corporate accounts. Now in my experience, when you trust your students to do a good job and not screw up, they generally do a good job and don't screw up. And it seems that's the case at staffs, as Laura completely trusts them. There's not many people that I would trust with our social media channels, I'll be honest, and they are my baby, but with the student comms ambassadors, I can wholeheartedly say that I completely trust them. I can, you know, ask them to go and cover an event or an open day and have all the login details to our accounts, and I know that they're going to really create great content that's going to be useful and they're not going to take any advantage of that they are going to contribute to our ultimate goals and they we see them as just an extension of our marketing and comms team you know they are part of our our department they're not just students that have a part-time job they are so much more and so much more value to that so yeah I, I completely trust them and it's very important to me to make sure we have that good team relationship as well because I rely so heavily on them so where I can support them in return that's yeah that's what I'm doing the real value of schemes like the one at staffs is simply that their student ambassadors can give trusted honest experience of what life as a student is really like it's the kind of content that the central marketing and recruitment teams simply can't come close to creating. I guess there is some guidelines, obviously, from marketing and comms point of view of uh, what we should be putting out there and what we should be creating. Um, and obviously we have a sign-off process and all that kind of thing. But with the student comms ambassadors, they are just expressing their student experience and their student life. And that is something that we can't do. Um, you know, we can put the, the shiny marketing side of things to it and we can make it look great and all that sort of stuff. But actually, the core experience of what it's like to live in student accommodation you know what it's like to not have any money and have to try and figure out how you're going to budget every month it was a long time ago since I went to university and I can only think back to that time I can't give you a a trusted experience now but they can and I think it goes back to that element of trust that we trust them to produce the content that our audience will trust as well so yeah so it is the on the ground content that we're not going to see we don't we you know we don't live in halls and we don't go to lectures and all that kind of thing they are living the experience and they're the the most valuable people to share that as well there is like you say there's only so much we can do in regards to publishing great content or a lovely prospectus and with great photography or nice shiny videos and that kind of thing but actually the content that's coming from the student comms ambassadors is the real stuff that those students are going to experience when they come to us and they're obviously loving their student experience enough that they want to share that as well if they weren't loving it then they're they're not going to produce a video to to say it are they so um and 
that's very much my way of working with them as well. I don't try and um, steer them too much. I say what what's going on in your life and I get to know them and I have team meetings with them and I have one-to-ones with them and I understand what is their motivations and where do they want to go, what are they struggling with, do some of them need extra support? Because if they have these things that are happening to them, they're probably happening to other students as well. So if it's things like needing extracurricular support, well, actually we have services that they can talk about, that they can go and experience, and they probably use themselves. Can they create that content to just bring it out and and share it? With that, then, comes the question I've been asking everyone on this season of Inspiration on Tap. Yes, it's time to drop in a massive nod to what we do and talk about the idea of peer recruitment. That is, working with your current students to help recruit new ones. You know by now that we're massive fans of it here at the Access Platform, and it turns out Laura is too. Yeah, it's definitely really, really valuable. I suppose that recaps on the things that we've just discussed, really, about students being the authentic voice, they're living and breathing the experience of university, and where they we can trust their opinion and judgment on something I mean we ask them for their feedback every year in an NSS survey so why are we not sharing their feedback throughout the the time that they're here as well because that's the, the most honest way of doing it we want it to be transparent for students that are coming to us we want them to know that actually yeah you will face struggles whilst you're here but you'll also absolutely love your time and there'll be you know all these highs and lows of university life and you'll go on this journey the same as Hayley or my or Winston or any of the student comms ambassadors have been on and it's almost that they can put themselves in somebody else's shoes to picture what they'll be like when they're going through the same experience. You might well have gleaned this already from Laura's enthusiasm about the scheme but she enjoys working with her student ambassadors like really enjoys it. I absolutely love working with the ambassadors yeah they are one of my complete highlights of my job just having them as not only that extra support to my team but having them as the reminder of why I do my job as well um, so you probably know Dave from working in social media that you can be on the receiving end of quite a lot of flack um, but you can also be so involved with the student experience right from open day or from the first message that you get from a student when they're considering coming to you at university through to seeing them graduate at the end there's so many highs of being involved in that student experience that working with the student comms ambassadors throughout all of it just keeps reminding you of why you're doing it what's really great about the staff scheme is that they aren't resting on their laurels more plans to do more great stuff are afoot including podcasts student involvement at campaign level and shameless plug making use of the access platform i think the student comms ambassadors might roll their eyes <laughs> whenever i've got a new idea because um i've always got a new idea that's coming yeah there's lots of things that we haven't done yet there's so much that they are doing but i mean podcasting is one of the the biggest things next on our list so the student comms ambassadors are really keen to actually start their own student experience podcast some of them are much chattier than others so I think that it'll be um, whoever wants to be involved in that and then there's also things like the access platform that we want to make more use of and we're also trying to integrate them more within the marketing comms team as well um, so make them more of a resource across the board rather than just for social media so I mentioned earlier about them getting more involved in campaigns so we want them at the first planning stages of a campaign we want the, their student input right from the beginning so yeah there's still lots more that can be done with them <laughs> well I think you'll agree Laura's given you a cracking overview of their scheme and it's probably time we met some of those ambassadors we've been talking about. But before I let Laura go, I wanted to hear what she would say to anyone out there listening who was considering setting up this sort of scheme at their own institution. I would say absolutely go ahead and do it. Don't consider it anymore because the longer that you're considering it, the more time you're missing out on capturing that student experience. I would say that students are difficult to work with at times because they have a lot of commitments. So you do have to have flexibility there with it as well. You have to be understanding that there's sometimes they might get an assignment and they're just like, I can't submit anything this month and just, you know, roll with how it suits them because ultimately their studies come first. So you do have to have the degree of flexibility there. But you also have to put all of your trust in those people so that you really understand what 
the student experience is and so that you can share it as honestly as you can. Laura Allen is the Digital Communications Manager at Staffordshire University. Find her on LinkedIn or follow her on Twitter where she is at lal90. After the break, we meet some of those student ambassadors and find out what it's like being recognised on campus. It was so odd. I remember um, I was walking once in the city centre and this person came to me and he was like, hey, hey, you, you, I know you. And I was like, oh, but I don't know you. That's coming up right after this. For this ad, I really wanted to give you a sense of what the Access platform can do to you, but it's quite tough to demonstrate an online tool in a podcast, so please allow me some creative freedom. Anyway, at the crux of what we do is facilitating questions and conversations, namely allowing prospective students to ask your current students all the burning questions about life at your university. I can't replicate that exactly here, but I can ask my colleagues at Tap HQ to describe our company in three words and then shove a microphone under their mouths to record their answers, which is what I did. Mm. Um. I'll do it as well, do I? Um. <laughs> so much pressure. Smart and energetic. Fun and friendly. Um. Oh, I really want to reuse fun. Like a family enjoyable that's such a boring word yeah I'm just going to use fun so I need to say them all at the same time original fast paced and fun fun adaptive and oh (laughs) 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 fun adaptive creative (laughs) there's like some great listening material if you want to help prospective students get the answers to their questions about your university, you don't need to record cheesy ads like this. Just use the Access platform and have the ability to facilitate peer-to-peer chats, curate and publish user-generated content, and source student-answered FAQs in just a few clicks. We're already working with universities in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, USA and beyond, and we'd love to work with you too. Book a demo now at theaccessplatform.com. the break we learn loads about the excellent student digital communications ambassador scheme at Staffordshire University. Now though was the bit I know you've all been waiting for. It was time to meet some of those ambassadors. Without further ado say hello to... So my name's Hayley. I am currently a master's student so I'm sort of just doing the one year at the moment. I've been... I think it's been three years now, roughly. So yeah, it's more of a case of I don't remember when I wasn't an ambassador at Staffs, pretty much, yeah. My name is Maxie. I am currently doing my Masters in Esports, having just graduated from Cartoon and Comic Arts, still at Staffs, and I have been doing this job for just over three years. I started working as a student comms ambassador literally the month I started at Staffs, so... A long time. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nompumelo Kalesle Most people call me Nom for short, for obvious reasons. I've got quite a long name. And um, I study photojournalism and I'm in my third year at Staffordshire University. And I've been a student communications ambassador since I started first year. For clarity, I asked Hayley, Nom and Maxi the same questions in their interviews. So I'll be weaving their answers into the rest of this episode. To kick things off, I wanted to take my guests back to when they were choosing where to study. I was keen to find out if they had had access to speak to current students at all at that time, and to consume the sort of content that they create now. None of them recalled seeing the kind of video that they are paid to put out now, but their answers do cover a bunch of really important touch points in that decision-making process. There wasn't really much when I was applying for university, and because I was quite early myself as well, so like I didn't sort of... I think I was 
I was in year 12 at sixth form when I was looking at uni. So I was already sort of ahead of the, ahead of the game there. And there just, there wasn't really anything. I mean, I, I did find the, the blog at one point. So I was reading things, but there wasn't really any vlogs that had been made at that point. So it wasn't a lot. And I think if I'd been able to look at what we create now, I think it would have really helped me to just not necessarily choose my university because I think for me I was solid on where I wanted to go anyway um, but it would have been nice to sort of settle some nerves and things like that and just see what especially with like days in the life and stuff like that that we do the vlogs we do of them that would be quite good to have seen just to you know make me feel a bit more confident about just going to university in the first place. <laughs> I think I definitely didn't experience as much content digitally when I was looking to start at staffs as there is now. But then I suppose I wasn't really looking for it. But online, there, there didn't seem to be as much student content. But something I do really remember was coming to the open day and having the student life talk from one of the more physical ambassadors. That was quite influential for me. Like I just came, I was pretty certain I was going to come to staffs. So I had my heart set on the course, but it was pretty influential for me to see an actual student discussing their journey and it's still I still think of it to this day because I remember this ambassador saying like oh you know I'm doing my master's now and when I started my course I never would have dreamed I'd ever end up on a master's and I feel that exact same way now so it's that was quite impactful for me and it really stuck with me. (laughs) I guess coming to Suffolk University wasn't really conventional the route I took wasn't conventional I applied um, through UCAS, but I only applied to them. Um, knowing what course I wanted to do, knowing this is where I was coming to, even though there was no guaranteed place. So it wasn't, I wasn't even more drawn to like the content or rather from people's point of views. So like word of mouth, more than anything, hearing it from people that have made it. So there was a film director at my church that spoke about the university. That's where he studied at. My father studied here as well. Quite a lot of people have studied here. So I was just like, give it a shot, see where it takes me. So it wasn't really more so the content of students, but more so word of mouth from people that surround me. For Maxie, Haley, and Nom, they all came to the role because they wanted a job that would fit around their studies and because simply they liked the look of what was being asked of the student ambassadors. They're all creative people and this role lets them flex those creative muscles. I always wanted to have a job whilst I was at uni. I just felt like I wanted a way to keep busy and I wanted to sort of build up my CV a bit more. And I basically just saw an advert for it and I'd done a little bit of ambassador work for a website that I (laughs) published fan fiction and original writing on in the past. So I was a bit like, this seems like something I could do and it's fairly low hours so it wouldn't interrupt my studies. So I was like, I'll just give it a go. And at that time, it was literally just writing like written vlogs pretty much there wasn't really much discussion of doing vlogs it was like briefly considered that you might have to make a vlog but for the most part it was literally just writing 150 word blogs like every week or so and like I just sort of was like oh give it a bash and just as I've continued through this job it's changed in so many ways that it's just been really interesting. I remember It wasn't something that I was aware of. I didn't even know the university had a communications ambassador role. But I remember writing a blog post about this fashion entrepreneur. I'm trying to think of his name. Simon Whitehouse. He he came in and he was a manager for like J.W. Anderson. And he was giving us tips and stuff. And I just got inspired to write an article about him. And so from the Q&A session that we had with him, I was able to write a little piece and then I got a contact from one of the people that works at Unitemps. And she was like, uh, there's, an, there's a position at the university that I think you'd be really interested in. Because Laura did interview me, our manager, but as a student ambassador. So the people that wear red and show you around the university, not as a communications ambassador. And she just informed me that there's this role, I think you should apply. And I looked at the application process like, oh, this seems really cool. So I'm going to go for it mostly from I guess I got scouted for my blog post about Simon Whitehouse more than anything I didn't even know about it well I I knew I wanted a student job so 
because I hadn't had any kind of job before university anyway. So I was like, well, I need to push myself and, and get a job that, you know, one that will be flexible around my studies so I can still gain other skills besides what I'm learning on my degree. And I just found this job. And initially the job was sort of put forward as like, it's just the writing side. And so for me, as somebody who quite enjoys creative writing, I thought, well, this will be good. I can just, you know, write some nice top tips and put a few gifts in there that are quite funny and that kind of thing um which is what it started as and that's what we we were doing mostly but it sort of changed when I started second year so it was developed more into we're doing like vlogs we're doing more visual content that kind of thing and like at first I was a bit should I do this this isn't what I really necessarily signed up for in a way but then I thought no I'm going to give it a go it's something new you know I I know how to make a video even though I don't make videos personally at home like vlogging style um I know how to do it so I was like I'll I'll just give it a go and it took it took a few attempts and there was a bit of teething going on but I managed it eventually and then now I find it so much more natural and like I would probably say I'd prefer to make vlogs over writing blogs so yeah so basically it was just it was just a job that appealed to me and then it's ended up becoming something even better than what I initially thought it was going to be. We already heard Laura explain earlier on about what sort of tasks the ambassadors are given, content creation, live shows and award hostings, vlogs, etc, etc. But what comes across when talking to these students is that they're also allowed to focus on subjects that are close to their hearts. To be honest, what's great about it is that we get the content that's tailored to our interests. So wherever possible, I've been given chances to make content around, to use a few examples, the guide dogs that come into our university for dog de-stress days. And there's also an event called Bark Life where everyone brings in their dogs just sort of as like a a little meetup for anybody who needs a bit of like de-stress in there. And I've really enjoyed making content like that because it's like my personal interests. And I think the highlight of all of them is probably one of the bark life ones where I brought my own dog with me and it was just really nice because I literally just made a little vlog about people being really happy because of loads of dogs and I was just filming all these different dogs and they were you know saying hello to each other and it was just it was wonderful and I think that's that's what makes the job so enjoyable is that the content is tailored to all of our interests as individuals I think if it wasn't we wouldn't be anywhere near as passionate about what we're doing as we are now I always remember that my first blog did really well for the blog site that we had and that was about how to make a Halloween costume on a budget because I'm a cosplayer so I do uh, dress up for conventions and stuff and I remember being really really proud of that (laughs) And then, like, my type of content has completely changed from then. Like, when I look back at the kind of blogs that I was writing, compared to the kind of vlogs and just general content I produce now, I think I've sort of really come into my content a lot more. And I think with the help of, like, Laura from the Marketing and Comms, like, I've really found myself and my brand. And that comes across in my content. So I do a lot more about... Um, money and serious sort of issues and I also get to do about like topical things and you know just stuff that is relevant and it's a lot more almost like me centered but it performs better because it seems so much more genuine Um, and I find that really interesting like that I couldn't have foreseen how much my content would change and how much I'd develop a personal brand through this position. I've been able to cover things that mean a lot as a person of color, but also I love fashion. So anything fashion related, Laura's like, no, will you do it? And I've been able to do like outfits of the day with each graduation ever since I started, which is really cool. So like picking out graduates and who's like wearing the best fit and who's wearing the most quirky fit almost feels like that show that they had on E. So I was like, oh, this is so sick. I guess the best bit for me would be when we did a graduation kind of like hosting me and Natalie we did. And it was really sick. So like we were hosting the awards but like on a Facebook live chat and speaking to the graduates that made an impact within the university and speaking to graduate, honorary graduates, that's it. That was really sick. Yeah. While we were talking about what they've worked on, I wanted to give my guests the chance to offer up their greatest hits. So 
Here are the pieces that Hayley, Nom and First Maxi are most proud of. So I am actually non-binary, so I identify as not male or female. I came out as non-binary about six months before I started at university. And I've had sort of two different opportunities through this. I was very nervous about coming out at work and I spoke to Laura about it and we managed to make it so that I could tie me coming out publicly as a student comms ambassador with LGBT History Month in my second year. And it got such a brilliant response to it and that was really humbling. But more so than that, literally a month ago, I actually changed my name at work as well. I've been going by Maxi for two years, but I didn't have the guts to change it as a vlogger because I thought there's all this content with my old name on it. And I basically just threw together a quick vlog about that and it tied into coming out day and stuff like that. And I didn't expect it to get any attention. I was just, you know, (laughs) getting it out of the way and letting it out there so people knew what I was more comfortable being referred to as. And the response from it was so humbling and so amazing. And like, I've had so many people message me and say how nice it is to see a non-binary person be so open and share their journey. And like, to me, it, it literally just didn't mean anything. I just thought I'll tick that box off so that I can use my vlogs in my portfolio more and not feel a bit uncomfortable about it. But I've literally had people from all over the uni staff and students literally like stop me around campus and be like wait you're maxi and I'm like okay (laughs) like I I just it, it baffles me that literally just me talking about something to make myself slightly more comfortable has had a positive impact on anyone let alone the amount of people it has so I'm really really proud of that even though I didn't expect to be in any way That was probably my proudest vlog just because of the subject matter. But I think the thing I'm probably the proudest of in the whole job was when we did Facebook lives for graduation one year, because it was, it was when I was at the end of my second year. So obviously I was still a year away from graduating and it was just amazing because we literally did three live shows for a whole week every day. And it was just so different to anything I'd done before like I literally felt like I was a tv presenter like it was just it was a whole new experience and I think if if anybody had said to me that's what you'd be doing as a student comms ambassador I'd have been like I'm not doing that I'm not gonna it's not for me but actually I'm so glad I did it because it changed that was like a like a turning point in my whole journey through university because it just my confidence just soared like things that I used to be terrified of I was not anymore because I'd had that experience of being pushed out of my comfort zone and doing something new and exciting. It was great. I loved every minute of it, yeah. Things that I'm really proud that I've worked on is definitely my why photographs matter so much and why people should take more pictures as a photojournalist. I mean, I guess I get a bit biased there, <laughs> but photographs have had an impact on society and, and Laura allowing me to play with that and to mention people that have changed like people's lives with their photographs like Gordon Parks was really cool and I think I was showing everyone that I was showing my mom I was showing my brother I was showing my my friends I was like guys look what I made and quite recently I made a vlog with my flatmate and she's from the Caribbean so like I come from an African um, descent so I'm Zimbabwean and she's Jamaican and we decided to make a celebratory um, vlog together for Black History Month um, celebrating our culture and we did that with food because everyone loves food and just having her traditional meal with my traditional meal and just talking it was really sweet and just showing people that unity that comes from both um, communities just bashing away stereotypes that kind of thing noticed something Laura said in the first half of this episode. She mentioned that the student ambassadors get recognised on open days and around campus. They're minor celebrities in these parts. The thing is though, that's not what they do this job for, and Hayley, Nom and Maxie all actually find being recognised a bit strange. Uh, I get a bit 
bit embarrassed. I know you're supposed to get a bus, but I get really embarrassed. So like some people will bring it up. It was so odd. I remember um, I was walking once in the city centre and this person came to me and he was like, hey, hey, you, you, I know you. And I was like, oh, but I don't know you. What's going on right now? And he was like, you really like changed my perspective. I'm thinking about going to Suffolk University because of your content. And I'm just like, whoa, what? And I was just... I was hella embarrassed. I know it's not, I'm not meant to be, but I was really, really embarrassed. And, but at the same time, happy that, you know, someone can recognize the work that we're putting in and um, that he's gaining something from it, most of it, you know. So that was something. <laughs> I'm still not used to it, if I'm honest. I've been doing it for three years and I'm still not used to it. It's literally like, it happens with lecturers as well, but... I will be working an open day, particularly if I do cover, say, a talk in my old course. If I'm in a cartoon and comic arts talk, a lot of the time the students there have researched cartoon and comic arts and a lot of the content online about it is my vlogs, naturally, because it's quite a small course. And people will be like, oh yeah, I've seen your content. And I'll be like, oh, oh, thank you. (laughs) But it's like, it's, it's, very flattering because I think I think as student comms ambassadors we don't actually necessarily see the value in our own content sometimes I think we just think yeah we're just churning out this vlog we're doing this vlog and yeah a couple of people will see it but you don't actually ever imagine someone consuming your content at the end of the day and that's something that I find like really weird being at an open day and having someone I've never met before just be like oh, you're Maxi. And I'm like, uh, and I have to try and figure out whether I know them. So that's one of the things is, is people coming up to me and saying like, oh, hi. And I'm like, have I met you in person? <laughs> but um, yeah, for the most part, it's just, I know I say the word humbling a lot, but that's what this job has sort of uh, led me to feel like. It's, it's just so weird to see people around and know that people have consumed and enjoyed our content as a team. And for me, one of the most important parts is meeting other LGBT plus people at the university. I'm like fairly involved with the LGBT plus network at the moment. And there's been a fair few people, particularly trans people, who have come up to me and said like, you know, before I started university, I watched a couple of your vlogs and it made me feel a lot more safe about coming to staffs because there was this very out and proud trans non-binary person at the university who was obviously feeling safe there and stuff and that was so 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 important to me because at the end of the day that's kind of what I do it for like and I know that's what all the other team do it for we do it because you know we we've all been in that situation where we've been a first year or we've been looking to start and it's quite nice to just see someone who's in the same position as you whether that's an LGBT plus person or a person who doesn't drink or, you know, an international student. And it's nice to have that representation of someone who is in the same position as you and, you know, actually has a great time and did brilliantly. I haven't done that many open days personally, because it always seems to be when I'm not free. But I have had a few people sort of not at the open days, but like around university, sometimes they, they, you know, they're talking to me for whatever reason and they go, are you, are you Hayley that makes the vlogs? And I'm like, um, yes. I'm like, but then when they say, did you make, are you Hayley that made that vlog? I'm like, which vlog? Like, you know, you can know me as very different people depending on which vlog you've watched. So I'm like, please tell me which vlog you know me from. But yeah, and it's just when, when that happens, it's just weird. Like it's weird because it's, you know, I've like, I've never, nothing I've ever wanted to do was something that might make me famous in a way, you know, or put me out there to people. So it was a bit strange doing it as like a job and then finding that I quite enjoyed the job, but then actually not realizing what would come from it. And it's one of those, it's one of those little things that comes from the job. And like, if I'm honest, it happens more with staff than students actually. So I, I don't, I don't know why. I think it's just that 
certain bits of content get shown to certain staff and then they think oh you know I remember that person when they when they see me again or whatever and I, I don't know if it's just because the students are less confident to come up and say because it's a bit awkward isn't it to come up and say to somebody oh I know you and you're like where from <laughs> I've seen you on the internet <laughs> yeah it's like um okay so you know I think it's probably more that you know less people are confident to do that but yeah it's just a really weird experience and I just every time it happens I'm a bit like oh I forget that I'm on the internet (laughs) like I forgot I'm like able to be watched by anybody (laughs) but yeah it's, it's okay though it's all right what comes across talking to Hayley Norman Maxey is a real enjoyment for their role they all tell me of how well supported they are by Laura and the rest of the marketing team they're given training whenever it's needed and they seem to have really built a solid working relationship With that in mind, I wanted to get a sense of the best and worst things about the role. As it turns out, there isn't really a worst thing. The best bits probably are when you do get to go to an event or you get to film a vlog about something that you're really enjoying. So say if, you know, you're already going to an event for your studies or just for personal reasons, and then you're able to make content out of that, then it's really nice because it's just something you were going to do anyway and then you also get to look at it from a new angle that you probably wouldn't have if you'd just gone to it and then I suppose the only real disadvantages of it are that sometimes you can't do what you want to because you know you're restricted because your studies or you know you've got another another part-time job as well and it's just sometimes you want to do more than you can and that's a bit of a pain (laughs) but you know it doesn't happen too often and I think sometimes just particularly when you're getting towards deadlines it can get a bit stressful obviously thinking right I've got to do a vlog this month as well as write a dissertation but eventually you know it all works out in the end anyway so it's fine and yeah I'd definitely say there's more positives than negatives in this job 100%. The best things about being an ambassador is definitely character development it definitely molds you and shapes you and makes you so much more confident as a person I'm not gonna lie was very nervous when I did my um, little clip. They ask you to do a clip um, as part of the application process, introducing yourself. I don't know how many times I recorded that. It was a lot. (laughs) And I was just thinking, how am I going to do this every time? But with each and every one, you're able to express yourself and you grow with um, how you articulate yourself, with how you move as a person. And there's like elements of individuality within us that just make you feel at ease and more comfortable within yourself as well. So I definitely say character development. Worst things, I don't think there's anything bad about it. It's just like, it's more from a character flaw, just having time management, making the time to make those vlogs. Because I don't know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I like everything to be perfecto. So for me, it's having that time and having that moment to actually dedicate those hours to do my vlog. Sometimes it doesn't work that way because third year, second year gets a bit intense. <laughs> I would say the best bits are probably the experiences that I get. Like, like I said before, like the way that this job has evolved for me through the past three years, I never could have foreseen. Like me and Haley did the coverage of graduation when I was in my second year and we did three live streams a day and it was like being on the one show or something it was crazy and then uh Hayley and I presented the Celebrating Staff Success Awards last year and Phil and I presented it this year who's another student comms ambassador and I never even considered that like live award show <laughs> presenting was something that I could ever do and being thrust into these situations I never even considered and like that is for me definitely like the best part of this job especially because like I now want to work in marketing and social media and things like that and that's all come from the experiences that I never would have even considered going into had I not have been a student comms ambassador and then for the worst things oh I don't know it's difficult because there's not really any like bad things because it's all just funny stuff it's stuff like when you try and talk to people at events and they're just like shrugging you off and you have to awkwardly be like please please I need to put some stuff on the social media but like for the most part it's it's been really good I guess the only negativity that there is about this job is that you are putting yourself out there and being like a quite sort of 
edgy looking person, shall we say, has only once, but it has attracted um, some hate on one of my YouTube videos. But the university did handle that and they did, you know, take it down and stuff. But you are putting yourself out there and there is the potential, especially if you talk about something sort of more personal, which a lot of my vlogs have become, it there is always a risk that you could get some hate from that and I also through this job go on the student room like we do a lot of sort of forumy stuff through there and there's a lot of times that people can disagree with you on there and because it's an online anonymous forum it's very easy for them to throw hate out but at the end of the day it's not anything that I would say is like the worst part of this job because if you're working in social media it's just what you expect so it's not something that I think like oh no, this person, you know, commented something mean on something. I just think like, you know, that's that. it comes with it, doesn't it? So yeah, I, I'd say that's probably, if I was to grab a worst thing, that would probably be it, but I don't really know. What's also great for these student ambassadors is having the chance to see the impact their work and their content has. It's the nature of making stuff for social media and it can be really rewarding. Yeah, it does, but it's one of these things that it's like, it's a lot easier to see in my teammates than it is in me. Like when people say stuff to me about my content, I feel quite disconnected from it because at the end of the day, like you, like I said, you never expect your content to have that much of an impact. Whereas when I look at people in first year who say, you know, oh, I was, I was having a bit of a rough time because I didn't like to go out a lot. And then I saw Haley's vlogs. Like to me, I'm like, yeah, it's because Haley's amazing. <laughs> And things like that. And people mentioning about our old SCA, Alicia, and how her international student vlogs were so good because they helped international students know about their process. There I see the, the impact. But um, it is, it's very difficult for me to see my own personal impact, I think, because it's, it's so strange to think that, you know, I'm just producing content to produce content. And yeah, I like to think it could help somebody, but I just you know, never assume that it would. And it is weird to have positive responses. And this is the thing as well, like a lot of our vlogs don't necessarily get like a crazy amount of comments or like uh, Twitter replies or anything. So you don't always see the impact that it's having. And we'll go to a meeting because we have monthly meetings and like Laurel will say, this got this many impressions. And you'll be like, I didn't think anyone watched it because we didn't get any tweets or we didn't get any like comments but you you sometimes you just don't see that impact especially when it's your own work because you know (laughs) everyone is very self-critical let's face it and yeah it's it's weird having the balance that I can look at my work if I was to look at my work from an external perspective I could kind of understand the impact it has on people so that's what I try and do but for myself, I'm a bit like, yeah, I'm just making, just making videos. Just literally my whole thing is just like, guess I'll just slap on some makeup and make a comment about I've changed my hair color. <laughs> like, I hope so. I hope that people are gaining some form of insight into making the right decision for themselves. I hope that from our vlogs and our blog posts that they're able to make a comprehensive decision in regards to the course that they want, the university that they're going for. Uh, it's something that I'm quite passionate about, having made the wrong decision and having been almost trapped in my element in that sense and having to say, no, this is not for me. I need to move past that. So I hope that people are gaining something from it because it is such a big step to come to university. I do feel like sometimes, yeah, certain vlogs, especially the ones we're making sort of in the summer just before university starts and then also the ones we're making around the time when obviously people are applying for universities. I think that kind of content, I think it does really help some students because, you know, we have... We have videos, obviously they go on YouTube, but they get shared on all our social media platforms. And then people will comment on those. And every so often you will see a comment like either where they're asking the person a question, so which other ambassador it was, and they're asking a question based on what the video is about. Or it's just that, you know, somebody will say something like, oh, thank you for making this. You've made me feel so much better about this, this and this, you know, whatever it is, whether it's like finance at university or if it's, you know, making friends, which is obviously quite a big one. That's one I made a vlog about recently, actually. And 
people honestly seem to feel better from what we've made and that always feels nice because obviously you imagine yourself in that position and if I'd have had that in my position then I would have been the nerves would have gone so much faster than they did like I was so nervous when I started university so yeah I think it does it does definitely reach people and it's about I suppose whether they actually tell you that it's reached them but I think more people have taken something from it than than they than actually tell you that they have so yeah it's quite rewarding in that way yeah of course as well as creating amazing content for their university being a student ambassador has without doubt made Haley, Nom and Maxi all far more employable than before they started the role. In fact, the fruits of their labours are already starting to pay off, whether it's actually getting a job or just building confidence. I felt very lucky, particularly last year, because we had a lot of modules on in my degree on sort of like employability and stuff. And I felt so lucky about the fact I could literally just put down well, today I presented a live stream. Today I presented an awards ceremony. I did full coverage of an event. And it didn't feel like I was having to go out my way to get those experiences. Like, they were just there for me. But I don't think I realised quite how significant they were until I actually applied for a job in marketing. So I also work in the student union marketing department now. And a job came up for that last May, I think. And I literally just saw it in one of the union venues that night and it was closing at midnight that night. So I just sort of threw in my my application and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really nice to get some extra hours next year when I'm doing my master's. And in my interview, I just sort of, I finally felt like I was doing an interview where I had an answer for everything. And a lot of those answers came back to, well, I learned this through my job as an SCA or in the past when I've been doing my job as an SEA (laughs) and it felt like I had gained so many experiences and or even like experiences and skills I already had were developed to a point that I felt like I could talk about them and almost show them off in a way like I had a brief understanding of Premier Pro before I came to university like used it a bit in A-levels I could probably make a film if I wanted to like you know the basic stuff But it was only through being an SCA and having to make vlogs every single month and like having training sessions that showed us how to like hone our skills and make those processes easier and quicker so we can make more content that I could actually say in an interview, no, I can use Premiere Pro, like I can do that. And I could confidently say and I could talk about how through my job, I learned the impact of social media and stuff and that was really, really important to me because like when I got that job afterwards, I was just a bit like, oh, <laughs> I was very flattered. And then I was talking to my boss about it and they did say that like that side of things, talking about my previous experience was the was a, an important part in um, my success in that interview. And I always hear people say that like when you go to university, and you're looking for jobs when you leave, it's not always the degree that gets you the job. It's the fact that the skills and the experiences and the independence that you gain when you're at university. And I know for a fact that when I'm looking for a job, one of the points that I'm going to sell about myself a lot is what I've gained through this position. And just the experiences I've gained and the connections I've gained, like I know that if I want to produce content around esports, because obviously I would I would like to work as a social media or community manager in esports, and if I wanted to produce content around that, I know that I have a platform to do it, and the uni can benefit from that. And I know that I will always like have just this portfolio of experiences that. I never could have dreamed of getting when I just like flippantly applied for this job when I was like a tiny 19 year old. (laughs) Like I just feel so lucky to not only have been given this opportunity in the first place, but to have maintained it for three years and hopefully four years by the time I graduate. Like I just feel so, so, so lucky to have this. I think so. The only problem with it is, is that as I've gone this way with this job, I've gone another way with my like degree and everything when I initially started thinking about university I was actually like a media creative writing journalist type 
person really um because I'd done a media course at sixth form that I like, really enjoyed like it was my favorite thing every week and I thought I thought in my head I'm either going to be a storyteller whether that be fiction or as a journalist and I thought that was definitely you know that was that was going to happen and then I applied for the journalism course and changed my mind halfway through the year and changed to photojournalism which because of the fact it was more about storytelling through visual stuff so not necessarily just photographs but videos as well that sort of steered me towards okay I think I prefer the visual stuff to the writing but then even in that way I've then gone more towards the photography than the video so I've sort of dabbled in all of it but then now that I really enjoy making vlogs as an ambassador I also really enjoy just taking photographs as a photographer so they sometimes can cross over but then in other ways they're completely different and like on the one side I'm doing all this PR and marketing and like on the other side I'm just like do you want me to take a picture of your dog for you (laughs) you know so it's like they can the skills can be like quite complementary but then in other ways I am doing something completely different as an ambassador. But then that's great, really, because that's, you know, variety is the spice of life and all that. And yeah, and then looking at it holistically, you're like you're like a full media service now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's it. It's, it's you know, I, I got skills that I didn't necessarily know I was going to get. And then I suppose one day I might use them. I might make a, a vlog about being a dog photographer. You never know. Like, Yeah, definitely. Definitely, for sure. I mean... How I see it is it's definitely developed my interpersonal skills, definitely developed me in regards to how I approach people when I come into a meeting. You have to be somebody who's quite bold if you're going to be walking around with a camera, (laughs) filming everything that you're doing and talking to people as well. I mean, it's enabled me to even score my placement. There was a... there was a, a gentleman that came from the BBC. I think it's a BBC correspondent. I can't remember his name. And he was talking about advocating through your medium um, for communities. And there was a lady in there. She started speaking. And I was like, this woman would be so great for this project that I'm working on. And it's through getting her as a contact that I was able to show this film director that I'm really serious about my work and my art. And he was like, well, would you like to work with me on a film? Research for me on this film. And it's insane because I'm now starting to see the fruits of my labor over summer. But that comes from not just walking around with a camera, but interacting with people and having that sense of presence where you are not unapologetic, but you're, you're yourself, comfortably yourself around people. I think that's very important, especially when you're being interviewed. As with Laura earlier, I wanted to know if Hayley, Norm and Maxi enjoyed being a student ambassador. And also as with Laura earlier, I think you already know their answers. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love being an ambassador, both in communications and just generally being an ambassador for the university. It's like there's a sense of purpose and sense of meaning to my role. I'm here to help and I'm here to help people who were in the same position as I was. And even like little primary school kids were excited about just being on campus. I'm just here to help. And that in itself brings a sense of meaning to my life. It sounds a bit sad, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I'm finding it quite different as a master's student than as an undergraduate because I had a lot more free time as an undergraduate to go to events and things like that for, for the content that I was making. And now that I'm a master's student, I don't even have time to breathe. You know, it, it can be a bit difficult and I, I'm having to say no to a lot more than I used to, but I still enjoy it and I'm still doing as much as I can. And even with the amount I'm doing being less I'm still I'm still enjoying it like I don't I don't ever want to not be an ambassador like I don't want the day to come where I have to actually leave university and not be a comms ambassador but there you go I've had a lot of part-time jobs in my in my time (laughs) but yeah it's it's definitely my favorite and like I said it it's what made me realize that I wanted to go into working in social media and marketing so it has had a huge impact in my life and I just I love my team and I enjoy producing content and I love covering events on social media and getting to know the different sides of social media and the kind of content that needs to be produced and analytics and all that jazz (laughs) like I really really enjoy being a part of it and like I said I just feel really lucky to have had the opportunity to keep being a part of it for the past three and a bit years. With that I was almost done with these wonderful student ambassadors, but not before one final question. I wanted them to sum up being a student communications ambassador in just one word. 
Now, picking one word to sum something up is always tough. You try it. But it didn't phase Haley no more, Maxie. Here's what they had to say. Mm, this is so difficult. Okay. Um, I would say probably impactful. Um, I think that sounds really extra. That's a really extra word to go with. But I think that's the one I'm going to go with because that's probably the most accurate. That's tough. Uh Transformation. Life-changing with a dash. Okay, we'll allow that. <laughs> Hayley, Nom and Maxie are all student communications ambassadors at Staffordshire University. You can and should check out their content on the staff's YouTube channel, a link to which will be included in the description for this episode. With that, my interviews were done and, obviously, the building work also stopped the moment I'd packed my recording equipment away. Hey-ho, these things happen, and as I'm sure you agree, it was still fantastic to meet Laura, Haley, Nom and Maxie. Once back on the train home, I got to pondering quite why the Student Ambassador Scheme at Staffs is so successful and what might be learned from it. For me, three things stand out. First, trust your ambassadors to do a good job, and they will. You'll be rewarded with amazing content that will have real cut through and real impact with your audience. Second, give your ambassadors tasks and projects that will let them build a load of skills they can take with them after graduation. Stuff they can add to their CV, talk about in interviews and hopefully use to help them get a job. And lastly, manage them well and treat them as part of your team. All three of the ambassadors I interviewed at staff spoke so highly of Laura's management and support that you can really understand why they enjoy doing this job so much. They're well looked after and well supported. In short, I guess what I'm saying is that there's never been a better time to start working with your own students and setting up your own digital ambassador scheme to help with your peer recruitment efforts. Obviously, we can help you with that, the access platform, if you want. And I hope this episode has given you something to think about. Just imagine what amazing content might be possible if you can harness the power of your biggest asset when it comes to marketing and recruitment, your students. To quote a famous sports brand, just do it. I've been Dave, they were Staffordshire University, and that was Inspiration on Tap. been listening to inspiration on tap a podcast brought to you by the access platform the access platform is a peer recruitment tool that enables universities to connect their student ambassadors with prospective students wherever they are in the world find out more about us and book a demo at theaccessplatform.com this episode was hosted and produced by me dave musson and my guests were members of the excellent student communications ambassador scheme at staffordshire university find their content all over the staff's channels in particular their youtube page Our theme tune and ad music were written for us by Laptop Philharmonic. Find more of his music on Spotify or at laptopphilharmonic.bandcamp.com. Other music was by Blue Dot Sessions and is used under Creative Commons. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a thing from us in the future. And so you can easily and quickly jump into Season 1 if you haven't already. You'll find episodes on Reddit, Absolute Units and even a chat with the elusive University of Banshee which no, is not me. Also, if you did enjoy this episode and are able to leave us a rating or review, that would be most appreciated. Or just tell a friend about our show. Every little helps. Take care. Catch you next time.